And we're back to another illustrious episode of Before the Three Count. I am your host, the unnamed host, the ravishing one himself, uh, joined alongside my uh, other co-host. The one, the only, G.A. West. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I guess this would be considered uh, a mid or... Not a slow week, but not a, a, a crazy week in the world of wrestling. Uh, we just discussed off air some uh, interactions in the world of AEW on uh, this past collision episode uh, between Edge and uh, Pretty Ricky Starks. Uh, I guess that had the social media Twitter fingers uh, going up in arms. Yeah, which, uh, you know, I watched the segment and I didn't think it was as bad as people were making it out to be. Um mm-hmm. You know, Edge called Ricky Starks a midget version of The Rock. Um, and uh, I, I will say one of the things on social media, I guess you're not allowed to say midget anymore. Um, which it's actually funny. I, I think it was, there's a comedian, I, and I don't think it was Dave Chappelle. Um, I think it was someone else uh, that, that they were talking about doing a um, something at, at Comedy Central. And... Um, they want to use the word midget in their bit and comedy central was like you can't say midget and he was like why not and they were like that's like saying the n-word and he's like no it's not because you just said midget you didn't even say the n-word you just called it the n-word (laughs) 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 and uh so it's funny i'm like yeah i'm like and i've got to say from talking to rob the giant um he's told me that it really depends on the context um, yep. So I feel like the word midget is kind of like the word Jew. Um, and we're getting really off topic here, but just one of those funny things is I'm like, oh, like if you say it nicely, like, oh, like it's the proper word, but like, you know, you say it meanly, then it's a bad word. Hey, but, I, so, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, uh, so yeah, so Edge and Ricky Starks had that little back and forth. Ricky Starks said, oh, that'll put me over the edge. Um, you know, little wink. Uh, nod to uh, Edge's real name, or oh, I should say his former name, because now he goes by his real name, Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar. What did uh, uh, what you uh, what did you think of? Uh, since you know he's another one of the wrestlers that uh, has joined the uh, acting uh, world. Um, stuff that you've seen him in. What what do you think of his acting chops? I've actually not seen any of Edge's stuff. Really. Yeah, have you? Okay, yeah, uh, he's um, somewhat decent. Uh, granted, okay. a lot of his roles, you know, uh, uh, almost like the like the heavy hand muscle type, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, okay. he, 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 I mean, but he's always been charismatic, you know, on screen anyway. So I guess that even helps when you're a wrestler, when you're doing day in day out on television. It still makes you comfortable uh, in front of the camera. Oh, absolutely. You know, although I'll say not every wrestler. Um, gets comfortable in front of the camera. I think it really depends on the wrestler. But like you said, Edge, you know, he's very charismatic in wrestling. Yes. Um, Because, yeah, he's a charismatic guy, so he's able to make that translate. And I think it's funny, you know, um, over the years there have been many actors, I'm sorry, many wrestlers involved in acting um, and a few actors involved in wrestling as well. Um, but it's funny as I'm thinking about the wrestlers that were involved in acting, I'm like all of them were the charismatic wrestlers, and I think that's probably key. Almost all of them, like Kane. 
but you know, he had his movie, you know. Um, oh, see no evil, yeah. Right, which actually they made, I guess, two of them. I get to see. Yes, the yes, they did. Pretty decent, um, but like I say, it wasn't a stretch from his actual, you know, on-screen gimmick character. True, true. And then um, he has Stone Cold in the, you know, he was before. Was he before or after The Rock with the, that whole what, condemned movie? I think that was before The Rock. Before The Rock did The Mummy. Yeah. No. Oh, actually, no. I, I want to say I think Scorpion. The Mummy 2, I think, came out first, and then maybe... And then The Condemned? Possibly. But that was... Was that when they they first built the studio? The WWE studio? Uh, I think that was before they built the WWE studio. Okay. All right. And then they... Are they still kicking out movies? I don't I know there was, like... They had, like, like six Marine movies, but after that... Yeah. And they had like Daddy's Home or something like that with like Triple H. Um, the Chaperone. Yeah, yeah, the Chaperone. There we go. And um, what about the the, the the movie that Rock produced for um, uh, Paige? I think that was. Oh, uh, Fighting with My Family. That was WWE. Yeah, WWE yeah, Studios. Yeah, I don't think they kicked out too many other um, flicks. No, which is interesting because I believe the new uh, Titan Towers, I don't know if it's still called Titan Towers, yep. but uh, whatever their, their new building is in Stanford, I believe it has uh, studio space for filming. Oh, okay. I feel okay. like that was one of the big things. They, they needed more space for stuff like that. Well, obviously there's a strike now, but, uh, you know, before the strike started, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty silent, for, unless, they, unless they just went straight to... DVD, you know, Walmart, I just haven't paid attention to any new stuff that they uh, pumped out. Which is a possibility, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, now think about it. Since this is October and Halloween, do you remember the movie See No Evil? Vaguely. I was gonna really say, more, uh, than, more than anything, I remember them trying to say that Kane like, became that movie character. <laughs> I was gonna say I was about to bring that up. Like I think that could have been a decent storyline, blending the two lines between. Because I think they sort of did it originally with uh, No Holds Bar and you know Zeus and them, but it, yeah, it sort of you know it was like a one-time thing. But I think they could have actually done that with Kane and somewhat bring back like a a, a, a synth of hint of realism, you know, uh, you know, with with you know the business. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, it's funny. And speaking of No Holds Barred, shout out to uh, Tubi because No Holds Barred is playing on Tubi right now. Oh, nice. Nice. So, yes, yes, yes. I'm but, um, about the, did the movie introduce Zeus? Or did they have the, the, the matches with SummerSlam that went into led into the movie? No, nah, like, the movie how they introduced Zeus. Out? And then, and then the, the story, I believe, was Zeus like still had heat with Hogan. Hogan, like, okay. like the character Zeus, though not the not the, not Nate Tiny Lister, right, right, right. But, but, but yeah, the character of Zeus, like, had heat with Hogan coming out of that. Okay, and then that's how they set the. It was what two two matches that they had, or I several? Think so I think two SummerSlam and Survivor Series, right? Right, and maybe a couple Monday uh, Saturday night main events. I want to say, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, I'm surprised they don't like do that. Like, especially like we were saying with Kane's thing, like because he had the. That's when they gave him the the one good eye, the ball head, you know, cut, cut uh, which I thought was yeah. dope. Like, the and that shape. entrance, 
Yeah, and he had the towel over his head. Yeah, the towel over his head and the security guards. Yeah, like, uh, it was like someone, I guess it was just too early for, you know, it's time period. Yeah, yep. No, I love it. It's funny. I'm like, I want to go back now and watch some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, it's almost sort of remnants of uh, Lucha Underground. Granted, yeah, which Lucha I still got to watch. Yeah, it's on a much, much smaller scale. Cause, you know, it wasn't theatrical, but like, yeah, it, it was pretty cool to see. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah, I, I also probably going to have to go back just for this is Halloween and check out uh, the the see no evil movies Cut, um, yeah. like we said they both had can in them and obviously it wasn't a, a talking role he just needed to be look menacing so yeah <clears throat> did you get into the marine movies did you dig those um the first one that was with John oh, actually, Cena correct? yeah the first one was John Cena and then I think uh, they did one with Randy Orton and then it was The Miz after that yes no, uh, and oh, then, there, there was one with Ted DiBiase too, right? Yeah, yeah Junior. Yeah, Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, yeah. And then Randy. And then, yeah, The Miz. I think Shawn Michaels is in one. And then, like, you know, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, like, there's like, Becky Lynch, I think, might be in one. Yeah, they're like five different wrestlers in one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, and, yeah, and we, we already mentioned Triple H was in the chaperone. He also was in, uh, I don't know if people remember because it was a terrible movie. Uh, Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity. I think I was one of the only people that liked that movie. Ah, uh, hysterical. Like <laughs> <laughs> Triple H was in, or you just liked it in, off of GP? <laughs> um, probably both. Thinking about it, okay. I'm like th- thinking about me at that time period. I remember being hyped because Triple H was in it. And okay. I was a big Triple H guy at that time. Okay. Um, but I also I loved the Blades series. Big Wesley yeah, Snipes, yeah, yeah. Blades, yeah. and like. Yep. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think what else this with Triple H in. Uh, so he had that, he had Blade. Uh, yeah, Triple H. Now I think about it, uh, I know that he was trying to do like similar with The Rock, have his movie career jump off, but it's sort of him and Stone Cold sort of fits it out as being big name. All things movie considered, guy. yeah, all things considered, it's kind of funny looking at it. Um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I have to think a lot of that though is because The Rock took took the movie seriously. Like, well, all they played up to his 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 wrestling persona per se, like because a, a lot of his first beginning roles were charismatic. You know, yeah, like the rundown. You had um, Walking Tall. Like these are all like you know Rock persona characters, somewhat to no the, question. Uh, you know? But I do think, but I think the level of seriousness, like he took with it, like he was like, "Oh, I'm leaving wrestling. Like I'm gonna focus on the movies." I True. think that's why he ultimately did well. Um, like Stone Cold, it's funny. Stone Cold was retired from wrestling, but I don't think he right. ever wanted to be an act actor. You know? Nah. And I so I think but that probably, makes it different. Probably paid better though, less bumps on your body. Totally. Totally. But then also, he can only beat typecast of so many characters. Like, you can't really see Steve Austin doing, like, being a love, leading, you know, lover, lover guy type of, you know, romantic type of guy. You know what I mean? No, but Austin, he'd make a great, like, Bruce Willis type action hero. Yeah, but Bruce Willis has, like, even, like, his characters had, like, a softer tone to him. I don't think Stone Cold could pull that off. 
I, I guess I don't know. You yeah, ever see that meme with know. with Austin uh, swirling some wine? Nah. <laughs> uh, there's there's a meme with, with, with a, it's a picture of Austin with a glass of wine in his hand. It looks like he's like swirling swirling it around, but it's a picture, so you can't really tell. Yeah. But uh, and, and yeah, I'm trying to remember what the meme says. Something along the lines of like, uh, oh, you know what it is? It's a it's a picture of Austin from the stone cold days two beers in his hand and it's like drinking at 21 and then it's a picture of austin with the wine in his hand and it says drinking at 40 <laughs> so that's that, that's that's what the meme is yeah oh uh, goodness <laughs> um what about uh so uh, with the current you know we got you know say uh the rock cena and batista which out those three you think are gonna become Who's, who's, who's acting legacy will, will hold up the, the highest um, I'm actually going to say Batista I think a lot of people would, would agree with you uh, with that yeah like I think The Rock almost too big for his own good what do you mean like he's such a big star Okay. That I feel like it's going to be one of those things like when, when people look back on his career they're going to call him overrated call him overrated whether he okay. is or he isn't doesn't matter. Just when you right. become that big, that's that's how it is. Do you think um, he'll? Uh, I mean, you, you remember when we were growing up? It was always tell that he was going to be the next, you know, Arnold, you know, Stallone, you know, even like you said, like big actions, you know, franchise guy. Has he hit that yet? Um, he's the closest thing for our, the modern era. Right, but uh, folks on the other side of the coin who also mentioned that he doesn't—he hasn't made a franchise like they did, like the Rambo's, the Rockies, the Diehards, the Terminators, the Predators. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trying to think, what does the Rock have? Well, uh, Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, but see, you just said it right there. Uh, like. It, <laughs> That's not really a franchise that he like, because he has like four other guy people like, you know, you got Kevin Hart in that as well. Uh Jack Black, like, you know what I mean? I feel you. Um, and yeah, I think the tough thing, I think it's a couple things. It's funny, I I just watched you ever heard of pitch meeting? No. It's um it's a little thing on YouTube. It's this guy, he does these videos where he plays the uh the guy that pitches the movie concept to the film studio. Okay, and then he also plays the like the film studio exec as well. So it's just one guy playing two parts. Okay, and um, and so he'll pitch like movies and things like that, and be like, "Oh, my, my favorite one is uh, Pitch Meeting Back to the Future." Okay, and uh, so every episode's like, "Oh, I, you've got a new movie idea for me," and he's like, "Yes, I do, sir. Let me tell you." For Back to the Future, he's like, "Oh, he's like, we're gonna follow this high school student hanging out with his fifty-year-old scientist friend." The studio exec is like, what? Yeah, don't worry about it. They're good friends. You don't need to know why. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he goes on to explain the story and you like, and it's like, wow, yeah, Back to the Future is a crazy movie when you really think about it. And uh, like, he's like, oh, he goes back in, in time. And it's like, well, why is it called Back to the Future when he goes to the past? Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, so he's going to go back in the back in the past. He's going to like try to rape his mom so that his dad and the guy's like, wait, what? He's like, oh, yeah, no, don't worry about it. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, That's crazy. Uh, 
Yeah, but it is like it's like oh wow, Back to the Future is a crazy movie. So that's what that's my favorite pitch meeting. But uh, they did a pitch meeting. Um, aside from just movies, excuse me, pitch meetings on actors. And so like they did one like pitch meeting Tom Cruise, and it's like oh yeah, like I've got this actor for you. Um, he's gonna be an action hero, even though he's not that big. But uh, we need to make sure he's running in every scene. Like you know, it just kind of goes through like all of his things. Yeah, and uh, so they did one on The Rock, and uh, they're like, "Oh, he's this big guy, charismatic, handsome." But here's the thing: every movie we do, he has to have a jungle fight. I hope that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then they showed like Uh, a bunch of clips of like, yeah, different movies where he's he's having a jungle fight. That's terrible, right? (laughs) But uh, so I think with The Rock, he just fits into a cliche. Like I don't think. I don't think, well, really, there's only been one modern action franchise. That's Fast and Furious, which Rock was in, but but it's not his. I, I want to, no, I, I would have to disagree because uh, you also had the John Wick series, too. Oh, yep, yep. John Wick, there's been what, four of those? Yeah. And it just yeah. had a spinoff called The Continentalist on uh, Peacock. Oh, I didn't even know about that. It's funny, low key, Keanu Reeves is like, the the action star that The Rock should have been at the Arnold then you had him in you know obviously John Wick you had him in the Matrix movies you had him in Speed you had him uh in Point uh, Break like he's he's been low key in a lot of action what? type movies yeah it's funny I don't think of Keanu Reeves as an action hero but I guess yeah. that's really what he is yeah he just doesn't look like the prototype wrestling uh not wrestler uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but I, I guess, guess that's he's- what- that's what made like um, Bruce Willis like uh, you know so relatable because he he looked like your average you know Joe, right? And that's what I was gonna say, and kind of that that segues perfectly into what I was gonna say about modern modern times. I, I think yep. Schwarzenegger and Stallone, they were perfect for the eighties. Yes, the the eighties was buffed up dudes like in, in every aspect. Uh, you know that's when yep. wrestling became big, steroids became big, and football. You had like the bars and like those jacked up guys. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it was like just about meaty mus- muscle heads. Um, yeah. And then the '90s, I think computers became a big thing, and that changed everything. Because yeah. now your your villains are like computer experts and stuff, and it's not just fighting like you know hand to hand and like grenades and mach- machine guns. Yeah. And uh, so that's actually that's what allowed Keanu Reeves to <laughs> to be an action star in the Matrix because he's perfect for like that computer geek nerd community yep um and so i think yeah that's probably why it's difficult the rock to be an arnold schwarzenegger sylvester stallone type hero because these days that's not really what the world wants and it's not really realistic no and you yeah and you can you know, acting can't just be a, on a one two step anymore you know you have to which makes Batista, like you were saying originally, uh, longer because it seems like his is you know he's not just the look, but he actually has like the acting chops to come behind that as well. Yeah, and he seems to be taking it very seriously. Uh, yep. As well, although I, I do have to give Batista some flack because uh, you know a few years ago he was talking about how he would never get back involved with wrestling. Okay. And then in the middle of the acting strike, he was like, oh, he's like, you know, if the right thing came up, maybe. But we haven't seen him yet, so I maybe no, he just he talking to it. 
Yeah. But I, but I feel like to, to even say if the right thing came up, maybe like that's softening, softening his stance. And I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, because like, well, you're out of work. Like, no, I'm all just for the fans. So, you know, his fans won't be like, oh, he's gone for good. Maybe. But a few years ago, he said he was gone for good. So st- keep that same energy. Oh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, but uh, like he literally yeah. said, I think he would rather starve than like wrestle again. Hysterical, right? <laughs> or maybe he didn't take. Maybe it wasn't you know. Maybe it wasn't literal when he said that. Maybe a little tongue in cheek. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I'll be. It's gonna be interesting in the next like 10 years to see how they because by then they in 10 years they should be in their like 60s I imagine right oh Rock def- yeah Rock and Batista definitely I think Cena pretty close too right so they won't be able to go off their physique as much as they would like to you know that they can now so well, Batista, gonna be Batista's already I mean that's why he's not doing Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy anymore what do you mean Batista said uh, he's not doing Guardians of the Galaxy anymore because he doesn't want to do the shirtless scenes have you seen any recent picture of him as of late? Like, as he, like, slowly, like, you know how, like, the, when The Rock did Be Cool, he was, like, much smaller? Like, has Batista slimmed down? Nah, Batista still looks like Batista to me, but that's oh, okay. with a shirt on, so I understand, you know, it might be a little different with your shirt off and not wanting to diet. Yeah, 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 but he's still, like, big, big. Yeah, he's still big. Okay, it's not like, like, when we saw, like, Arnold's body, like, slowly, you know, Get out of shape, you know. What I yeah, mean? no, nothing like that, and not like the rock and be cool, right? No, just more so, like I said, probably just more a matter of like, yeah, he probably doesn't have a six pack under there, but he still looks good yes. with a shirt on, yes, yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see, uh, you know, how, how, how they gonna look when they can't rely upon, you know, uh, the physical aspect, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think for the that, Rock, that takes him out altogether. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully by then, like you said, ten years, that gives him a lot of time to brush up on his acting. Yeah, if he wants to. I mean, to be fair, I feel like he's pretty close to a billionaire right now. So if he wanted to just stop everything, he probably could. That's true. That's true. That's true. But uh, side note, uh, I've been watching like a lot of uh, Halloween Havoc currently watching uh one right now uh with Flynn Hogan as the main event but um but I've been noticing uh a Paul Ondoff his atrophy in his arm I thought that started like much later in his like career but like you can see like signs of it oh okay well yeah by WCW what year are we talking about this is it's gotta be at least mid 94 oh so this is early Hogan yeah but uh, no, but not Hogan, uh, Paul Ondoff. But I was just thinking the time period. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is Ho- yeah, early Hogan, Hogan, Hogan yeah. WCW. Yep. Face and flare. But yeah, I, I didn't notice, like, because I'm looking at one arm and then the other one, you know, is like, has no muscle mass. Yeah, I feel like, um, and it's funny because I'm like, I feel like that's something that happened in like the late 80s. But what, what the muscle atrophy like that? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, let me see if the Google machine has anything to say on it. I thought uh, atrophy is when you don't use your arm, so it just 
get small like that, but like obviously he No, but Orndorf had like a injury or something. Really? Like a pinch yeah, nerve like or something? The, yeah, like there was something that caused that. Wow, he was able to work through it because like <clears throat> you would think he would be, you wouldn't have any strength in that arm. I mean he might not have. Back then though, guys worked through everything. True that, true that. Uh, yeah, and uh, also cool to see uh, Muhammad Ali is uh sitting uh front seat. I know he really? uh, yeah, was it? I know he was in the the WWF, uh, you know, uh, you know, WrestleMania one, but I never saw him in a WCW pay per view. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But I could, I mean, Hogan was such a big star, and when he came to WCW, I mean, they brought out all the stars for him. True, true, true. And plus, they, you know, they probably, you know, would, would love the uh, publicity at that time for the, the, the news. But then again, this was in Atlanta, so I don't know if Muhammad, you know, was that popular, you know, uh, down south, you know, in Atlanta. I know he's from uh, Louisville. Yeah, but, he's from Louisville. You know, yeah, I wasn't sure if he was as, you know, popular in, you know, Georgia. But then again, it is Muhammad Ali, so like, and at this yeah, time, I mean, uh, everybody pretty much loved him because, you know, his you know career was pretty much... Uh, done by then. <clears throat> yes. Oh wow. But, uh, um. So yeah, Orndorff during his feud with Hogan. Yep. Back in the eighties, um, okay. had a spinal injury. From uh, a. It's unsure if it was in the ring or if it was while weightlifting. Uh, probably weightlifting sounds more legit. I imagine. Potentially, I'm like it could go either way. Too too much weights, you know, and but like I said, a spinal injury that's a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was a spi- spinal injury, um, and it diminished the use of his right arm. Yeah, makes sense. Crazy, but that's crazy. you can't build up any more muscle after that. But then again, if it dim- diminishes, uh, you know your <clears throat> your use, it's so hard to. Yeah, no, totally. So it's understandable. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just I was like, oh wow, I didn't because I thought it was much you know uh, later when his arm was in like bad shape. But uh, well, no, I feel you. But yeah, no, apparently, yeah, it happened then. What did you th- uh, since he wasn't the first WrestleMania? What you, what what was your take on uh, Mister Wonderful? Um. I don't know if I can give a fair uh, take on him because I'm like, really? I didn't watch a lot of him when I was younger. I don't think. I mean, I must right. have because he was around. He was WWE, but I don't like remember remember, remember him. Um, right. I do remember when I was a kid, and this is going to sound hilarious, and if Paul Orndorff has any kids, I hope they're listening to this right now or yeah. that someone knows them and tells them about this because yeah. when I was a kid, I honestly thought that God, like, you know, the big being in the sky... Yeah, I thought he looked like Paul Orndorff. Oh, that's hysterical, right? Like I'm like, and I didn't think Paul Orndorff was God or anything like that. But like, I was like, oh, God probably looks like Paul Orndorff for whatever reason. I don't know why I thought that. But <laughs> but, but yeah, as a kid, I remember thinking that God must look like Paul Orndorff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. Well, uh, he was but, uh, Hogan's uh, villain for the time being. Like he was like you know like. When you know Hogan has program, it would either be like Piper or Orndorff. Orndorff. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Orndorff was a huge part of that early '80s WWF run. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, he's just one of those, like, because I know last episode we discussed, like, all, like, the, the 80s guys that, like, were big in their territories, but, you, didn't, you know, they were, like, uh, small fish when they came up north. But, yeah, yeah he yep. was just one of those guys that, you, you know, always heard his name, but, like, never was really, like, out there. Other than, like we said, being in the first WrestleMania, but they, after that, so, like, fizzled. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, but it was like you, like you mentioned, like they always had that Hogan villain, and then after they were done with the program, it was on to the next. Right, and that was the that was the Hogan formula. Hogan formula. Well, other than maybe Macho Man, like him and those two being like somewhat a lengthy program, but like yeah, you had Bundy in the next WrestleMania. That was pretty much a one and done after that. Then obviously uh, we had Andre. That was one and done after that. Then Macho mm-hmm. Man for a couple of WrestleManias. But then they, dope, yeah. but you know, uh, that was the only two times it was main evented. The rest of the time, it was just more like they always were one A and one B type of thing. But yeah, yeah, hilarious. Now, and now today's wrestling, wrestling is like you have programs that were the same guys. You know, like we saw Triple H and Rock for like how many pay per views? Stone Cold and Rock for how many pay per views? Mankind and Rock for so many pay per views. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, right. Yeah, very different how, how it was booked. But also, too, that you're talking now when they started having pay per views every month. Um, you know, when WrestleMania first started, that was the only pay per view. Well, did they ever rema- have rematches for like the other ones for like SummerSlam or Survivor Series or Rumble? Or was this still holding on to another person? Um, well, let's think about it. Um, because once you started, well, R- Royal Rumble, the first Hogan, what won the first two of those? He did, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or, no, no, King Kong, uh, I'm sorry, Big John Stud won the first one, right? Yes, yes, yeah, Big John Stud won the first, and then I think Hogan won the next two, too. Because that cause wasn't the first one like you, you won money, it wasn't like a, yeah. a but like because he had that, that, that gym bag, I think, of like money, it, it wasn't for the championship until '92. Okay. Um, who was the first time it was for the championship? And then after that, it became number yeah. one contender. Okay. <clears throat> prior to that, yeah, winning the Rumble, you just meant like you won the Rumble. Right. For like more like bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so like we were saying, uh, the, the Mania main event rematch didn't happen to like. I don't say add to Eric. Then you had like the backlashes and all like you're saying like the multiple pay-per-views. Right. So they had to fill the time. Yeah, to stretch out the the, the dollar. Exactly. That's what it always comes down to at the end of the day. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <clears throat> Cash so awesome. everything around me. <laughs> Since this is like I said, this is a, a '94 a Halloween Havoc. So I was uh, owned off in uh, Paul Roma, uh, uh, facing um, Marcus Bagwell and the Patriot. And uh, I know, no, Bagwell. He, he he when he was like not super gas to the gills, he could move. Yeah, yeah, young Marcus Bagwell. Yeah, yeah. I'm like no, I noticing like how like choppy, you know, like uh, same thing with Paul Roma. I never like saw a lot of his matches, but like you know, uh, watching right now, it was like. They're pretty good. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm so used to bag uh, well during his um, NWO days, so he was like super yeah. gassed. 
than to do a whole lot of acrobatic stuff. <laughs> right. And like now in this match, he's like more of the workhorse. Uh, I think the Patriots maybe been in the match for like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also That's hilarious. Funny. I thought he was only uh, the WWF. I never know he was in WCW as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was, uh, it's funny. I'm pretty sure if I remember right, uh, Patriot was Bagwell's first partner, and then it was Scotty Riggs, and they were the American males. I thought uh, Too Cold was his first partner. Oh, actually, you know what? You are right. Too Cold was his first partner. Actually, I think Eric Watts might have been his first partner. Really? And then Too Cold, and then Patriot, and then Scotty Riggs and the American males. Yes, actually, now that we're talking about it, I never thought about it like uh, but I think you're right. It wasn't him and Steiner tag tandem as well? Not really. I don't know oh. what you would call them. <laughs> like Buff wasn't his manager, but he wasn't his tag team partner. Okay. He was kind of kind of his mascot. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> okay. Okay. All right, all right, uh, but uh, yeah, so so uh, so interesting. Um, let's see, uh, and all right, so we, we discussed uh, AEW the collision uh, uh, situation with uh, Adam Copeland and uh, pretty Ricky Starks. Yep, yep. um, they oh, biggest wrestling news this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you heard, NWA got a TV deal. Oh, nice. Who did, who, who did they sign with? The CW. Oh, wow. That's a good look. Right? What nights? Hasn't been announced yet. Just so far, it's okay. just been announced that they have a TV deal with the CW. Okay. All right. So that's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Do you look forward to... Did you see any of the YouTube shows? Um, Very little, uh, to be honest. So do you see some... Uh, watching, potentially watching this, or probably still the same, just not gonna really watch it. Probably still the same, but you never know. It's funny, one of the things I'm realizing about myself, uh-huh. even though I consider myself a wrestling purist, I'm really yep. not. Um, okay. And I can say that because I'm like, oh, the NWA presentation doesn't really appeal to me that much. And I'm like, that's just like in the ring and matches. Because they're trying to do that whole throwback of like, you know, the tapings in like those like quaint, you know, gyms they used to do back in the day. But but I'm like, I like some of the production stuff. I'm like, oh, I like a big entrance, like the theme music, like gets gets me hype. Like, like, uh, I'm actually happy. No, what's that? That's why I always preferred uh, Pride's presentation compared to the UFC. Because their entrances and their music was like crazy. Right? <clears throat> and uh like I'm happy for Adam Copeland, he gets to keep his theme song. Nice. So yeah, like so it's still on this day. You know, see clearly. It's a great song, fits him so well. Um so I'm glad that he got to keep that since that's not actually a WWE theme. Nope. And uh but he did have to change and I don't know now what they say at the beginning, but it's no longer the you think you know me. Okay. Um, it's something else now they said at the beginning I couldn't quite catch what it was but that must have been WWE's property <laughs> yeah yeah I got you I got you 
Um, oh, you know what? Yes, that was definitely WWE's property because that was from his original theme song. Oh, it was? Yeah. Um, when he was like Dark Edge and the Brood. Um, yeah, when did like, they, um, when, how did they transition from vampires to just regular Canadians? After the breakup of the Ministry of Darkness. So how, but how did they, the next day, they just came down like, oh, we don't have our teeth in? Like, well, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember the exact transition. I just know it was like after the breakup of the uh, Ministry, because they went from the Brood to the Ministry of Darkness. And then I feel like after that group broke up, however it did, like everybody came out of it different. Undertaker came out of it like as the American badass, like Midian was gone. (laughs) No, he became Uh, Naked Midian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about Naked Midian. Yeah, so Naked Midian Viscera became the world's biggest love machine. Yep. So yeah, like everybody came out of that like just different. Loki, uh, the broom was actually a decent tandem. Yeah, Edge, Christian, and uh, Gangrel. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Especially in hindsight. Yeah, had good theme music, had that whole blood situation. Yep. Gangrel, another guy. I don't think his accolades as far as uh, you know in the ring like he he really you know he he wasn't terrible you know I mean he wasn't like you know Mr. Perfect technician but like you know he hit his cues his P's and Q's yeah, he, was, he was solid good gimmick yeah exactly exactly and I don't think a lot of I people think... talk about they you know always as a Christian were in the group but they forget about like the third guy that was there but the actual leader of the group exactly exactly so yeah. yeah. Um uh next week. No, not next week. In two weeks. No, no, is this the week of Holland? Yeah, in two weeks. Uh November 4th, we have uh Crown Jewel. There we go, there we go. In Saudi Arabia. Uh Indeed. we have um uh Roman uh against uh LA Knight. Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Oh, the singles. Yep. Oh, uh, God. Okay. Seth Rollins going against Drew McIntyre. Interesting. All right. I'm clearly very behind. We have uh, a triple threat. Oh, not triple threat. Uh, one, two, three, four, five uh, uh, female uh Competitors, uh, Nia, Jax, Rhea Ripley, Shayna, Baszler, um, who are these other two women? And two other <laughs> competitors. <laughs> two other, is Raquel Rodriguez one of them? Yes, there you go. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, some other person. <laughs> Zoe Starks? Possibly, um, but yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got uh, Ray Mysterio uh, Jr. Not to be confused with Senior. <laughs> Logan, uh, Logan Paul. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I heard Logan Paul called him out after the boxing match. Yep. So that's what we have set up so far. Okay. Okay. I wonder if we'll uh, we'll see Goldberg because he likes to come out for these uh, big money events and take a. Well, they haven't been to one of those in a number of years thankfully <laughs> but, well hey Taker was at NXT recently which is crazy 
And he's a full uh, out Which he probably is. Yep. That's okay. Enjoying his retirement. Yep. Him and um, what's his wife's name? Michelle, Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool. Yeah. Yep. Hanging out there in Texas. Fishing. And in my head, for some reason, like Layla is also with them. She's not. But in my head, like her and Michelle McCool come together as a package. <laughs> Hysterical. Right. What what your take on the um Crown Jewels fandom? Like uh of the you know, the matches? Um, lately they've been better. Yeah, when at I first, first they were yeah, at first they were just kind of random, like Money bring back yeah. But now it feels like it's a regular part of the WWE schedule. Yep. And uh and you know, and they're clearly they're doing a good job of having all the stuff make sense. Like, you know, you telling me right now, like, oh wow, LA Knight and Roman Reigns, that that's shocking to me. Why, uh, why is that shocking? Because I don't think they're going to put the belt on LA Knight. No, of course not. You know, so I'm like, wow, like I'm surprised they're going to go there. Yeah, we're going to put the European belt on. What? <clears throat> that's ridiculous. But, Actually, uh, no, that's not ridiculous. I wouldn't put the European belt on him either. He's way bigger than that. I, nah, I would put I, Seth Rollins' belt on him. Nah, that's beneath him. That's beneath LA Knight? No, Seth Rollins. What? But uh do you do How we dare you talk about the big Kavorka like that? Do do we think that uh could, I don't know if we no we didn't say uh did we say on air or not? But do we do we still see the rock? Oh no, I think it was off air. You have heat with the rock uh only showing up uh unlike um with Cena's full time, but are we gonna see the rock and Roman for WrestleMania? I don't think so. Nah, that's I think at this point. point. It's yeah. done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think uh, I think it'll probably be Cody and Roman. But do we do, do we really want to see that? Um, I don't know. Me personally, I, I don't really. Uh, I, if they can do a good story with it, then cool. Uh, you know, I want to see where they go. I, I, are you? Are you? Uh... Have you bought into Cody's return? Um, at first, I was digging it. And it's funny, when he lost to Roman, I was kind of like, oh, well, we'll see where this goes. And, you know, I hate to be like a fickle wrestling fan in that regard. <laughs> but uh, but now at this point, though, like, really, I'm like, I, I feel like Cody's being forced down people's throats. I'm like, everybody's into LA Knight, clearly. Yeah. Um, and then after that, like, I'm like, oh, like, I don't know who the big babyface star is right now, but I'm also a few weeks behind uh, on wrestling. Um, Would so. you think they're trying to make him into the John Cena of uh, today's uh, crowd? I I think so. Uh, I, I do think that's what they're trying to do with Cody, uh, okay. and I think that's what Cody wants to be. Okay. Um, at least for now. It'll okay. Interesting. I, I think the real money with Cody is him as a heel. Okay. Um, he, he does great heel work, but that can come whenever whenever they want it to come. What what pays the bills better, heel work or villain or, or face work? Well, back in the day, it was face work because that's where how you sold merchandise. But now, okay. I mean, heels are selling just as much mer- merchandise as babies. So you're not really hurting your career uh, as the as the as the heel. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think it's very different than it used to be. Okay. 
Did you know? See, I you remember the Eugene character? Yeah. Well, like I said, watching Halloween Havoc. Apparently, uh, this Dave Sullivan character that's very reminiscent oh, of, of Eugene character. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I didn't watch WCW at this time because at the time during cable, you only have so many channels, and it was all about <laughs> say Network and WF. So this is all new to me. So <laughs> quite interesting. <laughs> Yeah, Evod. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan facing Dave Sullivan as yes, which I never know. Like his brother or his son or something. I think it's his legit brother. Oh, okay. Well, are you talking about Kayfabe or gimmick brother? Kayfabe. Oh, really? Yeah, I think legit. I didn't even know he had siblings. Me neither until until Evod came out. Until Um, what? Until Evod came out. What's Evod? Dave Sullivan, he used to spell his name backwards. Oh, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I guess he was a big Hulk Hogan fan because he's rocking his gear. Yeah, yeah, he did like the Hulk Hogan gimmick. <clears throat> very, yeah, very reminiscent of Eugene. What did you think of the Eugene gimmick? I, I hated it, especially because I knew how good of a wrestler Nick Dinsmore was. Who's that? Nick Dinsmore is who played Eugene. Um, oh, oh, okay. And, okay. And at that time, I was very, and it's funny to think about. I'm like, I feel like at different different points in life, like I'm good with internet, and different points I'm not. Hysterical. But at that point, I must have been very good with internet because I was deep into what's going on at OVW. Oh, he was like, OVW. I, yeah, he was an OVW guy, and I knew like all the OVW guys who was doing what, like. So. uh so yeah, so I was very disappointed to see him come in as Eugene when I'm like, what? This is Nick Dinsmore, OVW heavyweight champion, like the top guy. Oh, so he was a, he was a work he was a champ. Yeah, and he, was he, was he a worker or was he so? Yeah, he was a worker. No, he okay. was a good worker. Like, and uh, I think the thing is, so he was an OVW original, um, meaning like he wasn't signed to a WWE developmental. Um, so he was he, there uh, when Cena was prototyping. Uh, you know, Brock was there, and Batista was Levathavian, whatever his name was. Leviathan. Um, I don't know if Dinsmore was there with all them. I think he was. I do think he was, but I'm not sure timeline wise. Okay. Um, but that kind of makes sense that he would have been there with all of them. I'm just thinking about when he debuted on TV. Um, but he he wasn't a guy that was signed to developmental and sent to OVW. Like he was a guy like that lived in Kentucky and went to train at OVW. So was he? Was the, the Cornette have his fingerprints on him, or was he before? Oh, after? definitely. Yeah, oh, he's okay. definitely a Cornette guy. Okay. 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 And um, so yeah, so yeah, when he did actually get signed and called up to the main roster, like yep. it was like, oh, like all right, we're gonna see what we can do with you. Okay. As opposed to like a guy like a Cena or a Lesnar or somewhere, it's like, oh, we already know what we want to do with you. Like, we just got to give you the skills. It was, it was a heartwarming gimmick, though. You need one of those. Yeah, but they didn't do it very well. To what regard, though? Like, they didn't. I mean, they didn't insult that community to like it was like completely like, you know, insulting. I don't know. I can't speak for that community. It was a little, yeah. little insulting, probably. Okay. Okay. I would think. Okay. But yeah, I don't know though. 
um we would have to have that community <laughs> on the on the show to, to 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 speak on their behalf um but but yeah um it, it was a i felt like the gimmick wasn't done very well but that's also because i was a big nick dinsmore fan and thought okay. he was gonna do big things in wwe okay okay whatever happened to him the is he in the back in the indies I think he just got fed up with wrestling and left, like so many people from that time period did. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, did, did they rebrand him, or was he always the Eugene character? He was always Eugene. Oh, okay. Okay. And yeah, so many people from that time period, um, they just got fed up and they they left wrestling, or they turned to drugs, or all sorts of yeah, things. Like that's a really happened, bad time period. Whatever happened to the Basham brothers? Same thing. I think they got fed up with wrestling and left. Good tag team. Yes, great tag team. And what's crazy is in OVW, before they got brought up as a tag team to WWE, they were singles wrestlers in a feud with each other. That's even hysterical. Mm-hmm. And they also really didn't need Linda Miles, too. Like, that didn't, she didn't really add anything to the tandem. Like, I think they were fine on their own. Yeah, I didn't mind her, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't need her. She, she definitely gave them some kind of a look and presence. But yeah, they, they could have done without it. But her character was like a dominatrix type of thing. So like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wrestling was really weird during that time period. Yeah. Uh, were ratings going down or up, or were they like plateauing at that point? Ratings were probably starting to go down at that point because you figured this okay. is after really the big NWO WC you know WCW war. Yeah, yeah, so this is during the ruthless aggression era, though. So this is, you know, yeah, where all the work horses were getting their shine. Like Eddie, you know, was getting their shine, and like you had Brock Lesnar uh, being introduced to everybody. You had Kurt Angle putting on, you know, mad crazy matches. So I mean, at, at the time, it was, you know, it, it was a workhorse uh, era. I would say. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I don't think. You know, in comparison to the Attitude Era, like, you know, it just wasn't the same, ratings-wise and everything. Because the world was different, too. Like, yes, I, 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 Ruthless Gresham was going on, the world was somewhat stagnant. We, ne- we didn't have any crazy, like, other than, I would say, probably 9-11, there wasn't too many, like, new... Then the uh, London bombings. What's that? Then the London bombings. When was that? What year was that? Um, that was probably around oh four ish. It was whenever. Uh, do you remember? Um, what was his name? Muhammad Hassan. Okay. Um, and he had the terrorist gimmick. Yep. Yeah. Um, the London bombings were whenever that was going on because that's what caused the gimmick to, to come to an abrupt stop. I thought it was when they um like kidnapped the Undertaker. Yeah, that happened literally the same day as the London bombings. Oh, okay, okay. And so okay. it's like, oh, bad timing, bad luck. So I was gonna say, is that the last time like Vincent Company like try to reflect a, a real world event into wrestling? Because you don't see it anymore. Yeah, I feel like that probably was like they were like, ooh, this didn't work. Yeah, because you remember even with uh, Desert Storm, you had you know Sergeant Slaughter turncoat against you know uh, the U.S. and him and Hogan had that WrestleMania match right on the cusp of uh, Desert Storm. Yes, which also didn't work. 
<clears throat> and then um, uh, you had the whole OJ uh, chase. Then you had you know Goldust and Roddy Piper. And they try to play into that. Uh, but yeah like now it's like they don't even reflect any current event news maybe because A is a public company and that'd be pretty taboo to do I guess in today's climate yeah I could see all of that it's just not the same world nope nope yeah because with the Hassan character like it was one of those situations like the character got like nuclear heat which is like something you as a businessman what you you know look for as far as wrestling but like you said like it just probably went <laughs> been smooth to do continue yeah. with that which yeah, sucks for, for the wrestler now. yeah it sucks for the wrestler because he pretty much that was all she wrote after that yeah yeah he was done and what's yeah. crazy is he's Italian oh so he just has a great tan yeah yeah you know okay. I, he's that you know that dark skin Italian Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yes, I'm I'm surprised they couldn't repackage him or something. Uh, fortunately, I think the the gimmick just doomed him, and they were like, "All right, we're done with this guy." <laughs> like 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 to put all the blame on him. <laughs> yeah, which is even crazier. But well, I'm right. I'm confused if he ever went to do any indie scenes work, or he just got out the business after that. I think he just got out the business altogether. Okay. 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 <clears throat> Oh, goodness. That's the wacky world of wrestling. Right. Yeah. So true. Uh, hilarious to see uh, a young uh, Dustin Reynolds uh, pre-gold dust uh, on Halloween Havoc as well. Oh, the natural. Yeah. We should do an episode on these days on uh, uh, kid wrestlers, you know, uh, with their, you know, their, their fathers or mothers being, you know, like super good, you know, like, a superstar and them either fizzing out or, you know, taking the reins and going even further than their actual parent. Don't know what, yeah. like, the, don't know what, like, the ratio is as far as, like, who succeeds and who fails. The ratio is probably more failures than success. You think so? Probably, because we probably not heard of most of the failures. Well, yeah, it's funny because it, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, they showing vignettes of uh, Arn Anderson, and I was just reading that uh, they released his son. I don't Brock. know if it's true. But Brock is he released or not? Because um, he's no longer on the on the website, so it's believed okay. that he was probably his contract probably came up. Now, how 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 was he in AEW? Um, I mean, he looks just like his dad. Oh yeah, I got that. But I'm talking about like like work work style. Wrestles pretty similar to his dad. Really? Yeah. Arca go. Yeah, Arca go, but you know, it's era. Uh, I think Brock Anderson in the 1970s. I mean, he would have been huge. He would have been a member of the Anderson family. Did he even put on size? When I mean, first time I saw him, he was very like thin. Um, I mean, he never put on like good size, really. Like he's not as big as his father, obviously. Yeah, no, not as big as his dad, but like same kind of body, and so it doesn't really work. Our answer in top five uh, spine busters. Oh, no question, right? I have to. I will have to put him, Ron Simmons. Yep. Uh, 
At one point, I would say The Rock, but his is too set up -y. I guess it's not like random like the other ones are, but I guess I would put The Rock uh, in there for like. Yeah, spine Rock buster. had that crisp spine buster, like where he pop it, right up. Yeah, but like you knew it was coming though. I feel like he, he almost like like gave the guy a hug and laid him down like gently <laughs> while he was doing that at the same time. Like that's one like between Ron and like Iron, it was like they could care less about your well being. Especially yeah, you just get snapped. Ron Simmons is like pick you up and let gravity do the rest. Right. <laughs> I, would, I hate Seriously. to be a, a handsome guy and have to take that. Seriously. If you if you uh uh in um uh not Brooklyn Brawler shoes but uh um, um local enhancement guy yeah Barry Horowitz shoes which wrestler would you not want to go up against? Oh, LOD. No question. <laughs> oh, you, you don't even have to think about that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so you were Although, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. maybe the Beverly Brothers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That oh thing went crazy, goodness. too. Well, I forgot. Was that their... I, first of all, I forgot about the tag team, but was that their finisher right. always? I don't remember it. Yeah, same here. Same here. And uh, those was, two guys, what, what, were the, what were their names? Bo and Blake Beverly. Okay. Were they just like a random tag team? Because I don't remember them like ever in any other like uh, promotions. I think they were a tag team elsewhere. Let's see what the Google machine has to say. Okay. Beverly Brothers. Not to be confused with Beverly, Massachusetts. Nope. Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom. Wasn't Mike Enos a uh, handsome guy too? I think so. Like in WCW? That sounds like it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> they uh, they were in the AWA as the Destruction Crew. Okay. And then they were in the NWA as the Minnesota Wrecking Crew 2. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, they had no... It looked like every time they, the job job went up in the air, it was going to be a bad fall. Yeah, seriously. But you, uh, you often want to take the, the Doomsday device from LOD? Nah. Nope. <laughs> Cause they, sometimes they'll uh, flip you over and the other time they'll just let, you know, uh, Hawk decapitate you. Exactly. <laughs> and either way, it was like bad, I feel like. Ah, uh, man. You ever see some of these clips of these poor... What did you think of the uh, Coco clip I sent you? Oh, that one was crazy, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, these poor jobbers. I just like I just like in that clip how he slapped them while he was pinning them at the same time. Right. Like, who does that? <laughs> Seriously. Like, I'd be curious, like, if you got in the back, if they, like, legit, like, fought. Because, like, that... You have to, like... You have to fight after that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll, yeah, I'll be wondering, like, if, if enhancement guys be like, all right, man, you went too rough on me, like, in the back, or they're just like, thank you, sir, handshake and a hot dog and go on their merry way. Probably thank you, sir, handshake, hot dog, go on your merry way, because you want to work again. Yeah, but you never see them pop up again, other than Barry Horowitz and Brooklyn Brawler. Nah, so, so here's the thing. So Barry Horowitz and Brooklyn Brawler, they were traveling job guys. And Jim Powers, I think he was another guy. And, Yep, yep. So those were all traveling job guys. 
Okay. Um, so those were, you know, so it's funny. I'm like, if if it was today's times, those guys yep. would be under contract. Back then, nobody was under contract. So um, the non, so the non-traveling guys, how did they pick up guys then? Those are just that local. It's like, how do they get? How they get Lo- lo- local indie talent. So, so literally, just, okay. Okay. Yeah, so back then, because it was such a small world, like wrestling was such a small world, they, yep. they would just call up like whoever the local promoter was, like because back then there was only like one per state, you know, okay. not like now where every state has twenty companies. Yes. So so yeah, just whatever wherever they were traveling to, like the week before, they would call up the local promoter, be like, hey, like we need like a handful of your guys, give us your best. Uh, okay, okay, all right. <clears throat> And uh, what's really upsetting is, um, so it's funny, uh, before I joined Kowalski, Kowalski yep. was like the New England promoter. I uh, thought back he in the... was. No, th- this is, I'm saying before I joined Kowalski. So before Chaotic was even a thing. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So yeah, like we're talking like early 90s. Chaotic wasn't running back then? Nah. Oh, okay. I thought Chaotic, Chaotic started... was was older promotion in uh, New England. Oh, no. God, no. Not at all. Okay. Okay. Chaotic. So, Kowalski's was the oldest. I, like, Kowalski started back in the 70s. As a school, though, not as a promotion. This right, right. As a, it's, but, but honestly, it's both. Okay. See, can you said they was, were from different promotions, not from different schools. Well, so so back then, there, there weren't really... Like, it's funny. Walter Kowalski, he was one of the first wrestling schools like really? there really weren't a lot of wrestling schools back then what about like the like the dungeon uh up in you know calgary and then like yep. uh, um so yeah oh, and that's what oh, they were like but well, were schools as prevalent back in the day no okay like is it so the wrestling schools are a new phenomenon basically yeah that's a new phenomenon of the 90s okay so guys were basically coming out of uh like more as far as like um, like guys in the business would like go to like the gym and be like, oh, there's this big guy over there. Let me go talk to him, see if he wants to get in a wrestling type of situation. Right. Or ex like football players or amateur wrestlers. Right. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's how you hear like Austin and Undertaker talking about being trained in the back- backyard. Ric Flair went to like a camp in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Um, so so yeah, um, so it wasn't wrestling schools really, you know. It was just like a small, small, closed off world um, yep. where you maybe get invited to train with somebody, like you know, they're gonna show you something. Yep. Which do you think but, do you, wrestling schools hurt the business because now no. everybody can have access to it, or do you think like the ways that you're saying about, like taking a stone cold, like if you have to look and you know, we'll we'll train you in this like crazy, like you said, dungeon condition. Well, I think wrestling schools, if they had stayed the way they were, they would have been great. Like back when you had the dungeon, you had Killer Kowalski's, you had yep. Eddie Sharkey's Monster Factory. Yep. Um, and then like, I think there was like a school in California, but like there are only like a handful of actual wrestling schools, you know? Okay. 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 And then, um, and I think that that was fine because even the schools like to join, like you still had to prove like your worth. Yeah, your toughness. Yeah. And like yep. that you really wanted to be in the business. Yep. It wasn't until the 90s where wrestling schools started popping up all over the place uh, because wrestling was very popular. 
um, you know, that, that Attitude Era boom made wrestling very popular. A lot of people wanted to be wrestlers. You had um, the, all that backyard wrestling stuff was big. Yep. Um, like, I still remember seeing commercials on, on TV for, like, backyard wrestling tapes. I'm surprised, though, like, because I thought the real boom was when Hogan came in. I'm surprised more wrestling schools didn't pop in when Hogamania was running wild. I think that was a different type of boom. Okay. So that, like, I think the 80s boom was the type of boom where it was like, oh, wow, this stuff's really cool. We enjoy watching this and supporting. Okay. But I think that Attitude Era boom was like, oh, like, I want to do this. I want to be this. I could be this. But what, so what do you think changed that mentality from being a fan to wanting to be in the ring? Um, I think it was a couple things. I think as wrestling became more mainstream and cool, it mm-hmm. became popular and you, you start seeing like um, Jenny McCarthy, Pamela Anderson, um, you know, some different celebrities were around wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, ooh, like, you know, women are into this. This is cool. You know, you had DX with women flashing them. And so oh. it became like, not just like these crazy, like jacked up dudes, but now it was about like personality and women and stuff like that. Okay. And so I think that made it a little bit more accessible. Okay. And then, uh, and so now you've got more people wanting to do it and you've got people wanting to pay money to do it. Um, you know, and so that's where the wrestling schools really started being like, ooh, like we can make money off of this, like, and get more people. And the more people you have in your school, the more money you're making. Um, and that's also when more wrestling promotions started popping up. And so it's like, yeah, like, and then wrestling promoters started like getting wrestlers to work for free because it's like, well, if not you, I'm gonna just take this other wrestler who will work for free because there's hundreds yep. of them now. Um, so, and so do, you think, do you think wrestling schools oversaturated the game then? Not wrestling schools itself, just just the popularity of wrestling in the 90s. Because if it wasn't wrestling schools, right? it would have been a bunch of backyarders. Yeah, but the thing is, almost yeah, but not yeah, but it almost sounds like they have the it's like the situation where like the music industry before like you know you had a certain amount of artists that would come out every you know quarter and you know they would get their, their you know accolades and make a lot of money, but now that you know uh, anybody and then you know mother can record a full uh, record mix and master their own music within their like personal bedroom, it just floods the gate for everybody. There's no longer fans, everybody's participants. It seems like a similar thing with wrestlers. There's no longer fans, there's more participants. And it's sort of like watered down the quality of the, the product itself. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. So that's so why I, I go back to like, you know, if, if the rest of the wrestling schools, you know, like saturate the market as far as because now everybody and their mother can do it compared to back in the day, which is only like a, it was like that 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 you know that boys that 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 treehouse club that you know only certain VIP people can get up into. I don't think it's the wrestling schools though that did it because because okay. really if it wasn't wrestling schools it would have just been a bunch of backyarders. Everybody back- thought they could be the next Mick Foley. Yeah, but backyarders don't have yeah, but uh, but Mick was like trained though, like he wasn't just he a, was yeah, yeah no everyone forgets that. But, yeah, but but at that time it became like, oh man, Mick Foley. Number one, Mick Foley never did backyard wrestling. Right. Um, he he made a, a video for a co- for a college pro- like um, assignment. Yes. You know that evolved wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. everybody was like, oh, Mick Foley was a backyard wrestler jumping off the roof, and that's how he headlined he- Hell in the Cell. I'm gonna do the same thing. Yeah. No. Nah, now I was at the Hardy Boys. They were backyarders, but they frowned. Yes, like they, they were. Acknowledge it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. The heart, you know, and I think that also was a big, I, I think that, wow, you ready for this? Yeah. The Hardy Boys may have ruined modern wrestling. I think so. That's what the, the isn't what the Young Bucks um, got their inspiration from? The Hardys? Yeah, so many people yeah. did. And I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, yeah, the Hardys were backyarders. Yep. So, so right off the bat, people are like, oh, you can be a backyarder and make it to WWE. Yep. And the Hardys were small. Yeah, because they were enhancement talents when they first started. Right. And so, again, everyone's like, oh, you can be small and make it to WWE. And then yep. when Jeff got big from jumping off ladders, people were like, yeah, yep. that's all you have to do. You don't have to be a talented wrestler. You just got to know how to nope. jump off a ladder. Indeed. And, and then all of a sudden, you have all these copycats, you know? Yeah. And that, and which introduced the whole flippity flip. Yes. Yeah. You know, now we have a, th- a thousand super kicks. We got the, the leg slaps and like the whole shebang. It's kind of funny. I'm like, yeah. I, I yeah, think the Hardys he, were uh, patient zero. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it helped me then when you had, uh, you know, I mean, I, as a, I like watching it when it was, you know, on TV, but tough enough didn't help me either, uh, with the business. Yeah, that gave away more secrets. And it gave the look of like the characters before they became characters. True, true. You know? Um, and it's sort of crazy because I think The Miz is the only success story out of tough enough. Well, man, yeah, and John I, Morrison. And John Morrison. Yeah, yeah, John Morrison for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so because they did like 10 different se- uh, seasons on it, but like it was like rarely, I guess you could say Maven, but he fizzled out with the quickness. Yeah. But yeah, Which, so although Maven like, uh, is having a huge career uh, resurgence, yeah, him and um, uh, what's his face uh, from ECW, from ECW. From oh, uh, Stevie ECW. Richards. Stevie Richards. Yep. Yeah, he's another one getting big on YouTube. Yeah, doing his breakdowns on uh, what went wrong on matches and stuff like that, which is cool to see. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I know him and AEW had some flack for a quick second, but hopefully they were able to resolve that. But yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's cool, but also it still pulls the curtain behind, you know, wrestling showing like, oh, they should have this this spot better, you know, compared to back in our days, we didn't know about spots in the standard third. It was just moves. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh... Do you remember it was in the mid '90s that that Wrestling Secrets exposed that it was like on like NBC? Do I NBC? remember, dude? <laughs> I, I I I taped that on a VHS. I, I still have that VHS somewhere in my box of VHS tapes, and I watched that religiously because I was like, I need to know how to do all this. Oh my I knew God. then I wanted to be a wrestler, like you know. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm curious though if like they still do some of those like. Like the like the the old woman that was like Stuck you know like, yeah like attack somebody like <laughs> right I mean on did a small ever, scale yeah I want did they ever find, say who was the masked wrestler or who exposed like you it was know? Harley Race oh really yeah so which if you go back it. and watch it you can really tell like you, you watch it really? and you're immediately like oh yeah that's Harley Race <laughs> yeah but I thought he was like one of the like curious you know the the old school guys why would he want to like do that probably got offered a nice payday oh so you think he wasn't bitter nothing like that no i don't think it was bitter i think it was probably just a nice payday and like you know look where things are so it's either you take this payday or someone else will get this payday but the show is going to get made either way okay i'm surprised uh 
fences in there and try to, you know, shut it down or, you know, find somebody to, like, you know, stop it from being... But then, yeah, I'd be curious if a lot of people watched it, too. I bet a lot of people watched it because wrestling was so popular at that time. You got to remember, you know, during the height of, of the, the Monday Night Wars, each yeah. show was getting 8 million viewers, Raw and Nitro. So that means yeah, 16 was- million people were watching wrestling. <laughs> But wasn't that before that became like was didn't that air like during like the like 94 93 time no that came no that came later um, oh okay yeah that that came during the boom uh let me see if oh, okay. i can find it see yeah I'm, just, I'm looking on youtube if it's uh see if it's still up there it's funny i put in uh secrets of pr and then uh it's the first thing that comes up secrets of prince andrew and I'm like, nope, that's not what I'm looking for. Here we go. Pro Wrestling's Greatest Secrets Exposed, 1998. Wow. That was a good year. <laughs> right? 1998. That's when, wow. Now, the, I think, weren't there one of these two? Or was this only just one? I, I think it was just the one. Because I'm seeing now, it says Pro Wrestling's Greatest Secrets uh, Exposed. Yeah, it like it uh, came on television. Yeah, it was on TV. No, no, I'm saying, but no, the, the clip on YouTube. So I want to show if it was the same one you were talking about. Wait, the clip on YouTube? It seems different than the one that I remember from. Because mm-hmm. this one has like a guy. It doesn't, it doesn't look like Harley Race, but it's, uh, he's like in all like Patriot gear. I think that's the same one. Okay. Well, once we finish recording, I'll, I'll send you a link and see if it's like the same guy, the same one that we're talking about. Sounds good. Sounds good. Because this one uh, doesn't say a year. But yeah, no, this is I, I pulled it up right now. You're exposed. Pro wrestling's greatest secrets. Full high quality. Yeah, is that the one you're talking about? Yep. Yep. It's the same one. We said Harley races in it. Yeah, Harley races the masked man. That's like explaining it. Oh, I thought you said he was one of the guys in the ring. That's why I was like, oh. Nah, nah. He's, uh, so, like, they'll they'll go to, like, a, a masked guy, like, just by himself, like, talking. Okay, okay. And you'll watch and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely Harley Race. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, watching this thing now, and I'm like, I think these guys are all, like, indie jobbers, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably got the, you know, a good, uh, uh, handshake and hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is, ah, uh, man. <laughs> what a time. 1998. Right? But did, did it sour you on the business, seeing, like, the curtain um pulled? Well, I mean, for me, I always wanted to be a wrestler. So, for me, it was great. I was like, yes, it's like I'm learning how to do it. Okay. Okay. So, it made you appreciate it more. Um, I don't know if it made me appreciate wrestling more, but definitely made me feel like, oh, like I'm learning some of the things I need to know to be able to do it. All right, so uh, so question: When did when did it stop? Like like you, they they have that that clip of that guy crying and say it's still real to me. When did it stop for you? Uh, when did it stop? Yeah. When, when when did you know like in the Matrix? When did you take the red pill? Whew. I don't know if I ever did. Wait, what? I don't know if I ever did, because it's funny. I'm like, so I've wanted to be a wrestler since I was like 10. Okay. Um, 
but like at any point in time i'm able to to like sometimes i'm able to enjoy it like as a fan and sometimes i'm not but like that can change like literally at any given moment even today Wait, when you you saying when you were 10 years old you, that happened not when i was 10 i was still enjoying it very much as a fan so you were still still in the matrix at that time yeah i mean i knew it was a work really even at 10 oh, years yeah. old who, who, yeah uh, yeah i knew it was who told you it was a work um i, I think uh, it's funny i don't know if anyone's well you know what it's funny at that time i remember a bunch of adults just always being like oh you like wrestling you know that stuff's fake not just adults i feel like kids too actually would say that well i would say did, did os tell you since i know he was training at one point no os never like and that's the thing i'm like really it was more like bitter angry adults that like didn't like it for whatever reason <laughs> Um, angry adults and angry teenagers they'd just be like oh that stuff's fake you know like whatever and I'd be like yeah whatever I like it like okay 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 you know like like from a young age like I knew Santa Claus wasn't real like I, I knew wrestling was a work but like you don't, you don't want to like spoil that for people that's, st- that's still you know you don't want to pull that <laughs> I mean if there's any kids listening to this show right now and you still believe in Santa Claus good for you young man <laughs> but how far did you know that it was a work like did you like did you know like the like certain people like were supposed to win and certain people weren't supposed to win or was that still in your eyes you know you're still the underdog it's, was still gonna prevail I, I don't know and it's funny just the other day I was talking to somebody and I yep. was saying I wish I could go back and talk to 16 year old me Yep. and be like hey like what were you thinking in regards to x y and z yep because i'm like i kind of remember but don't really remember you know okay. and like at the time like my mindset and pro- thought process might have been something very different uh than what okay. it is now to, to really okay. be able to try to think about it but uh okay. so so going back thinking about back then and i'm like oh i'm like i mean certain things were kind of obvious like jobbers always lost matches like you know <laughs> um but I'm like, oh, like I remember when one, two, three kid beat Razor Ramon. Like, like right. I vividly remember that. So that tells me at that time I, I was shocked that a jobber like beat a star. Like, you know. And, yeah, and but I he knew was a one, Well, he was though for WWE. Well, was he it? wasn't even one, two, three kid yet. I know he was the lightning king kid. Yeah. But he was a lightning kid. He was a he, jobber. He was winning matches. What against who? Ah, uh, you might have you. I think it sounds like you got heat with Sean, Sean Waltman. Then I have no heat with him at all. I just remember him being a jobber until he beat Razor Ramon. Ah, uh, he wasn't. The the, he, the thing that made it, the the win against Razor because it's more like a David versus Goliath. You know, with size, it's not by win records. No, it was also because he was a jobber. That's how he became the one, two, three kid. They were like, wait a minute, like he actually won the match. That wasn't his first win. I'm pretty sure it was. Nah, it's not like it's not like got heat, but continue. <laughs> but you know, regardless, like, but I'm yep. like the fact that I remember that tells me like, oh, at that time I was still into kind of the magic of it because if I okay. could remember that like as a thing. Um, so I'm trying to think. I'm like, at what point like did I really like fully understand all of it? Okay, and, and probably not. And to be fair, not until I started training did I really fully understand all of it. Okay. 
Um, you know, there are certain things I can remember from my childhood where I'm like, yeah, I still, you know, and, and that's why I'm like, even today though, I still get into it like as a fan. Okay. Um, and certain things can like blow my mind. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's tough for me to really say. I, I can say when I first started training, unfortunately, during that time period, I lost a lot of my fanhood. Uh, How come? Bec- because they, at that time, they were like, oh, you're a wrestler, you shouldn't be a fan. Which is stupid, in hindsight. No, that makes uh, sense. I disagree. Because if you're a fan, you got you, there's a small percentage in your, in your heart that's going to be like, you know, uh, I should never lose type of situation. <laughs> you know, prevail over all obstacles. I mean, you could have that in your heart and not be a fan. Goldberg had that in his heart and he wasn't a fan. What do you mean? So they, they say Goldberg, like, he started buying his own hype in WCW. Uh, he was never a fan of wrestling. Um, right. But he started believing he should win all the matches. To the degree he should, because he had the look. And you need that. You need to have that. You know, he was bringing in the, the, the tickets. Like, I mean, rightfully so. Uh, I don't know about all that. Okay. Now you got heat with Goldberg. <laughs> no heat with I have no heat with Goldberg. Plus, plus, low-key, uh, Goldberg was a workhorse. What? Yeah. Okay, clearly you've been taking some acid this morning or some <laughs> mushrooms. Or... Not so late in his career, obviously, as he got older, but in WCW, I do not recall too many, if any, botches in his matches. He was always like... He, was he, always... he ruined Bret Hart's career. He ended Bret Hart's career. If you saw if you saw the Stevie Richards thing, it, it tells a different story. It wasn't really? the kick, apparently. Yeah, he broke it down to something else. Interesting. Oh, that's yeah. right, because it was the uh, it was the um, the um, the uh, figure four around the ring post. Was it? No, nah, I don't know if it was that. I have yeah, to go. it was I... the figure four around the ring post. Goldberg didn't hold Brett properly, so Brett fell on his head. That was it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. The figure yeah, four yeah. around the ring post. Yeah, That's which I always like when Brett used that late in his career. Like it, it looked like it made the a good use of the ring pose and made the figure four actually look painful. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, um, it's a hard too. Like to yeah. like keep up your your body because Brett was no small man. What was he like two thirty? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Man, so no, it's kind of funny to think about. Um, and actually, it's what's really funny to think about when it comes to uh, concussions. Mm-hmm. Things that we think cause concussions don't, and things that you wouldn't do. Like using that bread example with Goldberg, like, yeah, it was a figure four around the ring post. Who would have thought that's what really caused, first started causing the issue? Right. Um, I don't know if you heard recently about John Moxley's match with Ray Phoenix. Nope. Uh, where Moxley had to drop the title unexpectedly. Um, nope. So Moxley had a match with Ray Phoenix. This was maybe a month ago, if that. And um, the finish, Ray Phoenix hit Moxley with a uh, pile driver. Okay. Moxley didn't kick out. Ref stops counting at two. It's so ridiculous. Moxley doesn't kick out. Like, everybody just kind of, like, looks around, and then Phoenix picks Moxley up, hits him with another pile driver. (laughs) And they count the three. Um, But the big... uh, So so everyone's like, man, like, Phoenix gave Moxley a concussion with that dangerous pile driver. But actually, Moxley got the concussion earlier in the match uh, from a dive. 
from taking or receiving? Taking. Yeah. Phoenix oh, wow. Phoenix gave Moxley the dive, and I guess Moxley hit his head on the um, barricade. Ah, uh, okay. And so that's okay. actually what caused it. Um, but then the when, by the time the pile driver came, like now Moxley's just upside down and landing on his head. So that was like the like, okay, now you're done done. Yeah, the the cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like the yeah, those small moves that you don't see that does the damage. Completely. Like, it's such a funny Rick, thing. Did you ever see the clip on Rick Rude actually jacked up his back from uh taking a stinger splash? I've never I don't think I've actually seen the clip. I know like it was like was it injured it was like on one of them hidden doors or something like that. Yeah, so uh Stung Sting uh did a full body for which I never I didn't know he could jump that high all, you know out the ring over the you know top rope and uh you know Rude caught him but he fell backwards and his back like hit like the the weird there was like this weird little step oh not step but like wall that the that the the stadium had and you can see his back is you know, going emotion should go into. And I got yeah, you. Way you know, all his problems came after. And I think he finished the match too, which probably didn't help things with his back as well. So yeah, craziness. I always be curious, like you as a as a as a, as a worker, like if you you know knocking wood never happens, but uh, hypothetically like sustain the injury in the match, would you continue the match and possibly continue injuring that particular injury, or you just tell the referee let's just call it so you can save whatever could be saved of you know any future damage well i can actually answer this on a couple levels uh because i've now been through two matches probably where i was concussed and one match where i broke a hand okay and i wrestled all of them um the match where i broke the hand i mean that's the the clear like something was wrong um and in that match uh i didn't know our hand was broken though like it was just kind of like, oh, like something's wrong, but you know, whatever, we'll get through it. And I wrestled for like twenty more minutes with, with a broken. Now, when hand. you said something's wrong, was it like a like 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 a soreness or like 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 a what? numbness? Okay, like the whole hand was numb. Yeah. Okay. And so it was just like, oh, yep, something's wrong. Not sure what, but you know, we'll get through this. Be fine. Yeah. So uh, you didn't stop it, just. Just in case, like, oh, I'm a further any damage to my hands at this point. Nah, show must go on. All right, all right, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm curious. I, if a lot of guys I had have to that. earn my fifty dollars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, do do a lot of guys have that same sentiment? Same thing. Since you say you got concussed twice, like, do you have that yeah. same sentiment? Like, well, I, I imagine when you concuss, you, you're sort of not all there as it is because you, you know, you're sort of loopy to know that you concuss. But like with a broken hand, like. Oh, I might want to like call it a day on this one. So no, the the broken hand one was. It's funny. I didn't know it was broken. I just knew something was wrong. But it was like, nah, man, I'm I'm here. I'm in this match, and I need to earn my fifty dollars. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and yeah. literally, it was. Uh, that's what I got paid for that show. It was fifty bucks, and it's funny to think about. It's like, yeah, and I'm out here wrestling with a broken hand for yeah. ten people in the crowd, and to make fifty dollars um, yep. afterwards. But you know, it is what it is. Um, the concussion one so i had one early on um in my career it was a match in maine um i had my head uh slammed into the mat and like i i, I like saw stars but like that was it but that's one of those things where now like they, they say like yeah that's that's a mild concussion back then it was just like oh you had your bell rung and you know you're good to go 
Um, but but now we know like oh like if you see stars and that's a mild concussion, you aren't able to um uh uh pad your your your, your bump yeah with your head hitting the uh, the ground. No, it was hitting hitting the mat. So I was uh, standing on the outside of the ring, like we're we're fighting on the outside of the ring, and then you yeah. know you take the head, slam it onto the ring apron. And usually yeah. you get your hand up, and so your hand hits the mat. Um, right. But I just I mistimed it, and so my head hit the mat. Ah, uh, okay. And he and the, your opponent went full force. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's and just one. Yeah. Um, thankfully, as far as I know, nothing bad came out of it. Like I said, I mean, only now do we even know that that's considered a mild concussion. Back then, it was just like, oh, dude, you saw some stars. You okay? Cool. What was your second time? second time was more recently it was back in uh either 2018 or 2019 um it was my only match ever with brother greatness okay and um his his finisher is the knees to greatness um and it's basically a um oh what's jericho's move um why can't i think of what it's called um yeah yeah yeah, it's basically the code breaker, except he does it out of a wheelbarrow. Okay. And um, so for this match, I was like, "Oh, like you know, we're gonna we're gonna really play it up." And uh, he took down his knee pads. Okay. And I was purposely trying to spike myself into his knees, like I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna turn myself upside down, like and make this look crazy." Okay. And unfortunately, because I went right into the bone of his knees, like it was my head, his knees. <laughs> and that knocked me loopy. Um, and in a bad way where, and this is probably the worst type of loopy you can be, uh-huh. where like you still have all your faculties, yep. but you don't. <laughs> okay. So like, I'm like bleeding and like, he's like, oh, we should just take it home. And I'm like, no, like, we've got to do these next sequences. <laughs> and he's trying to take it home. Like, again, yep. I'm bleeding and I'm clearly like loopy. But like, my head is like, no, like, I know exactly what I need to do. Like, I need to do X, then Y, then Z. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Wait. literally, like, I started he... like slapping him because like, oh, he wow. wasn't going into the next spot. <laughs> And, uh, and so finally he just went with it and that's and that's you know a- afterwards can look back and be like oh I was a little bit concussed um, and I went to the hospital the next day um, and got checked out and everything got stitched up and all that and so I'm fine but but yeah that's clearly like one of those situations where it's like okay yeah no you were concussed because you were it's, it's like being out on your feet I guess like it's like oh like I know what's going on but like I only know what's already in my head so if you're trying to give me new information it's not coming through <laughs> Did they give you uh, like an MRI? No, no, no MRI. Um, they okay. just did like one of those like follow the pen with your eyes. Let's check out the flashlight in there and like blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, no, you're you're clear enough. Oh, okay, All right, that's good. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. So, would there ever be a point where you win a continue match, or you pretty much just let the show go on? I mean, in my head, the show must go on, but I guess you never yeah. really know, you know. Got you. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, 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 uh. Um, trying to think of uh, other topics uh, for the discussion. 
Uh, and meanwhile, as I say, uh, do you have any shows you would like to enlighten every, everyone about uh, coming up? Yeah. Um, let's see, this coming uh, 28th of October, uh, which is a Saturday, um, I have Powerhouse Wrestling in Franklin, Massachusetts. Uh, as of yet, I don't believe it's been announced who I'm wrestling, but let me check because you never know. Anything could have changed over the weekend. Powerhouse Wrestling. Powerhouse Wrestling, New England. Announced for you. Um, so we'll find out. We'll all find out together next Saturday night what's uh, going down at Powerhouse Wrestling in Franklin, Massachusetts. Uh, and then uh, Saturday, November 11th, um, we've got Showcase Pro Wrestling. Um, it's going to be the in... Uh, I'm like, this one was just announced. I'm like, where was this? Here we go. Yes. Uh, live Saturday night, November 11th. Showcase Wrestling is back at Platinum City Gaming in Taunton, Massachusetts. Your uh, main event will be the SPW champion, Brother Moon Reverend, defending his title against the God of Submission, Osiris. Nice. So, yeah. Yep. So, so that'll be good there. And then uh, other shows coming up in the meantime, in between time. Uh, Friday, oh no, I don't have, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Friday, November 10th, NCW returns after their long hiatus, <laughs> and, uh, so that'll be back in Dedham, Massachusetts, getting ready for, uh, their final, final three shows of the year, um, on the NCW front there, uh, so, so big stuff, and, uh, November 18th, Saturday night, NCW in Bristol, Rhode Island, is bringing war games. Is that like copyright infringement? I don't know if it'll be called war games. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, there will be, I believe, a, a double ring steel cage match. Hysterical. <laughs> so yeah, so good times there as well. Did you know Big Bossman had a? Did you know Big Bossman had a Guardian Angel gimmick? In WCW? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's hilarious to see. <laughs> <laughs> right? Another classic. So, I think he was a face at this time. I think so. How long did he live this gimmick for? I don't remember how long that went for, but I definitely remember when he was doing it. Did it you like Big Boss Man when he was 80s Big Boss Man or when they reinvented him uh, during the Attitude Era with like the SWAT gear? I mean, I guess '80s, early '90s, Big Boss Man was probably my favorite. Okay. You know, I, I I remember I liked the theme song. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, better watch a step for he'll be coming for you. <laughs> I don't. Know, I low key like the the SWAT uh, Big Boss Man. It, it wasn't you know the the cop get the, like the the CO one was a little more cartoony to me. I guess with the SWAT one, he's more like serious. I feel you. I feel you. Especially the, the, infamous, the infamous vignette with him and Big Show at the gravesite. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> He's dragging the coffin with Big Show on top right. of it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it's funny. I'm like, that big boss man went through some really weird stuff. Because uh, you had that. He was hung him at one point. Yep. 
and then he forced Al Snow to eat his own dog. Yep. Yeah. Kennel match. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of weird stuff. My man Vader. Oh man, such a good, uh, good wrestler. <clears throat> right? Who's Vader wrestling? Uh, boss man, aka Guardian Angel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a biggie uh, master proof. We, yeah, we right? also have an episode on biggie approved, like top five biggie approved uh, big man matches. Yeah, definitely. You know? <clears throat> like, uh, I'm trying to think. What, yeah, what are some good, like, big man matches? Hmm. Funny off the top of my head. Well, I, and it's funny, I've never even really seen this match. I've only seen a couple clips, but I'm like, Vader, Stan Hansen? <laughs> Oh, when his eye goes out? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of those matches probably could be like New Japan matches. Because, you know, yeah, like, right. yeah, like the Vader, Stan Hansen, uh, 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 probably Stan, uh, Vader and some of like the, you know, New Japan guys that was, uh, you know, huge at the time. But I'm trying to think like, yeah, back here in the States, what were some good big, big guy matches? That like, yeah, were like something. Good- well, I guess the infamous match that you were saying with um, uh, uh, um, uh, it's gonna bother me now. It was like uh, they uh, he said it was like a multiple seven star match, but he was just saying tongue in cheek. Um, Braun Strowman and who he faced was it almost. Oh yeah, Strowman and almost. Almost, I uh, guess that was. A, I didn't see that match, but I got great reviews apparently. Yeah, that's considered for both of them like their best match, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have to go do some uh, some history, some research uh, going forward. Definitely. But who is top, who's, your, who's your top five by big man all time? Vader's definitely got to be in there. Yep. Um, Vader might be my favorite. I'm not sure how oh, offhand, but thinking about it. Yep. Um, I was huge on Vader. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow should be in there, right? Yep. I agree. Um, who else? Earthquake. Ooh, that's like a dark horse pick right there. Right. I don't think he gets his uh, accolades as much. Agreed. Well, it's funny. I'm like, and, and I didn't even know until recently that he was in the oddities. Yeah, you know, he was the the one with the mask with the yeah, Cartman the, doll. Yeah, I didn't know that was Earthquake, uh, and I'm like, that's crazy to me. Like. <laughs> That's so hilarious, right. um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he had, he had a legendary program of Hogan. Yeah, um, was able legendary to finesse program with Jake the Snake. Yup, killed Damien. Yup, <laughs> um, was able to you know uh, have a decent tag with a tugboat with as the natural disasters. Natural disasters, yep. You know, uh, which was cool. You know, typhoon, earthquake, nice little play on words. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, career didn't seem in the spot like main event wasn't that long, but you know, he, he, he was he, he he could move. Yeah, he could move for a big man, and I mean, dude, during that time period of WWF, no one was in the main event for very long because it was basically how long you know your feud with Hogan went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, so that's three right there. Who else? Two more. I mean, two more. Hmm. Bunkasaurus. You're terrible. <laughs> Funk is you, on a roll. 
I know you don't mean that. <laughs> uh, NWA heavyweight champion. You don't, right? you, you don't mean that. None of those other people on our list have been NWA world heavyweight champion, have they? Vader? I don't think so. Vader was WCW world heavyweight champion. You didn't get the big uh, 10 pounds of gold? Nah. Really? Yeah. Not even when it, uh, he went against Flair or Sting? Always for the WCW. Oh my goodness! Right, that's crazy. Wow. Well, he was wasn't he like IGPW champ at one point? He was, I think. Yes. So okay. he does have that right. for him. I'm surprised he was never NWA champion. Yeah. No. Well, I have to look that up. I don't know. That seems a little crazy to me. But all right, if you go go Funkasaurus, who's gonna be the last one? <laughs> uh Samoa Joe. Okay. Wow. Like the last two were some uh I can rock you for the first three, but the last two were some some uh some other tip. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. Uh Funkasaurus was kind of a, you know, whatever, but I'm like, hey, he was NWA world heavyweight champion. Gotta give him his credit. But he was one of your favorites though? No, no. <laughs> is that what top five is? Wait, are we asking my top five favorite or top? Who do yeah. I think are the top five big men? No, yeah, your favorite top five big men. Okay, my favorite top five. Big That's men. why okay. I was like, that... Yokozuna, you put him on, uh, you want to put him over on the scores? Well, if we're talking my favorites, um, <laughs> definitely got to still keep Vader. If we're talking my favorites, Vader, I think, is my favorite. Um, right. And then, uh, let's see. I can't put Bam Bam Bigelow as one of my favorites because I don't think okay. he really was. Um, okay. So if we're just going with my favorites for big men, does Undertaker count? Yeah, he's a big guy. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a belly to be a big guy. Oh, oh, then in that case, Sid has to count. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yep, so well, Sid's definitely on there for me. Yep. I'm not even sure that I'm putting Undertaker on the list yet. Right now, we're going to keep it to Vader and Sid. Okay. So funny rule enough, they were. Yes, and they were a tag team in WCW. When? Um, 94, 95, somewhere in that ballpark. Who was the manager? Tay Long? Um, no, um, uh, what was the name? Colonel Parker. Oh, okay. What was the tag name? Tag name. Masters of the Powerbomb. Okay, I can see that. Good matches? Um... I rem- their matches against jobbers were great because it was just beating up jobbers. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, otherwise, I remember they feuded with Sting and Davy Boy Smith. Um, oh, yeah. Really for the, that infamous beach um, yes. movie. That- yes, yes, yes. With the loads or something like that. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. So, classic <laughs> stuff. Classic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Sid and Vader. Yeah, Sid and Vader for sure. Yep. Um, now I got to really think. I'm like, all right, who did I like for Big Men? Does Big Papa Pump Scott Snyder count? I mean, <laughs> Stature, yes, but he's somewhat sh- like short though. But if he was in a match, Big E would approve because he's like above like what, 250? Yeah, it is prime. I think it was 275. Yeah, but he's just like a, I think he's what, like five? Nine on a good day? Like, he's not that nah, tall, nah, right? Nah, nah, nah. 
No, he's a legit six feet. I, I've stood next to him as a. Oh, okay. I've stood okay. next to him. Yeah, he's a legit six footer. Okay. Okay. He might even be six one in his prime because I'm like I stood next to him like well past his prime. Okay, but you so guys, prime, I, I, he might I have been six one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, is this uh, is this weird to consider him like a big man? Because like I said, like compared to Vader and um, Sid, like where they're like big in both statures, I guess. Yeah. I, I feel you. All right, <clears throat> I'll, I'll keep Steiner off the list, but I am gonna keep Samoa Joe on the list. Okay. Okay. I've always been a big Samoa Joe fan. Okay. Since the first time I saw him. Okay. Um. So that gives me what you got: Vader, yes. Sid, yep. Samoa Sid. Joe. Yep. So that's three. That's three. I need two more. Man, this is tough. I'm like, I'm not really into big men. I don't think. Big E would be disappointed. Uh, he would be. He would be. <laughs> but he would understand. I'm. I'm built more like Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, <laughs> I'm having a real hard time now. Well, I'll, throw, I'll throw out some names. I said uh, so. So no. Nah, I was never big into Yoko. Okay. Um. Uh, Kevin Nash. I dug Kevin Nash. Um, he might get on. He might get on there. We'll see. We'll we'll keep him uh, on okay. the side for now. Uh, one man gang. I was never really too big into him. Okay. Is it uh, Earthquake? Yes or no? Um, It's funny because I'm like, I, I currently have a lot of respect for Earthquake. And as a kid, I hated Earthquake, but like respected him. So you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll put Earthquake on the list. We'll John put Tinta? Earthquake on the list. Okay. Yeah, we'll, okay. We're that's, him that's, on that list. that's four. All right. That's so uh, one last one. So uh, uh, Strowman. Um, um, who else? Uh, Batista, he's a big dude. Um, we said no for big or low. Um, oh, PCH, PCO, PCO, I said PCH, PCO, another big dude. Um, oh, KO, Kevin Owens. I don't know if um, Kevin Owens counts. What do you mean? I feel like he's not a big guy. Like, and he definitely doesn't move like a big guy. He got the weight of a big guy. Yeah, but like, okay, All I right. don't know. Uh, Jim, we're having a tough time putting Steiner on this list. Like, Owens is smaller than Steiner in like oh. height and weight. Uh, Mister, 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 uh, Pink Jacket, Mark Henry. Ooh. Especially that version of him. Whoa. The Hall of yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know uh, what? That's that's uh, my number five right there. I'll just say, I will, I'll say some round ups uh, like uh, Lashley. Does Lashley count? He yeah, Lashley dude. should count. He is a big dude. He is a big dude. Uh, that's funny. I'm uh, like, I love TNA Lashley, especially. Uh, Scott Norton. Scott Norton's a big dude. Um, interesting factoid about Scott Norton. Him and Doc o- Ozone uh, one night had a chugging contest, and Doc Ozone beat him. Where at? Uh, this was a show, I want to say, in upstate New York. Okay. Really? So what promotion yeah. was it for? 
I don't remember at all. This was one of those one and dones. Was this recent or are we talking about like back in the day day? I mean within the fellowship time period, so probably okay. it was like around 2017. So were you on the build to, so you met Scott Norton as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Is he like cause on on, on the as a kid, like he like barrel chested, like his like Yeah, he's you know, legit. Yeah, he, he is like, all that. <laughs> He's like a thick guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Is he short or is he tall in person? Uh, not that tall, all things considered. Looks like his hands were like if you like shook his hands with like crush your hands type of like like big dude. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> definitely that type of big dude. Oh, speaking of big show. Oh, big show, Paul White, there's one. <laughs> no, he would not have up. been on my list, but you know. Like a, a runner up, I would say. Not for me personally. I was never too big into him. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's okay. funny. I don't okay. know why, but just, yeah, Big Show never did a lot for me. Okay. Okay. Um, but well, I've given my top five, so let's hear your top five now. Uh, okay. Uh, Vader, number one. Uh, Bam Bam, number two. Uh, Yoko, number three. Uh, Earthquake, I was saying number four. <laughs> And number five. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm thinking maybe Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. Uh, okay. And maybe even Sexual Chocolate, Mark Henry. Uh, just off of the comedy factor. Uh, <laughs> sexual, baby. Yeah, the theme song is one of my favorites of all time. So maybe, right. uh, maybe that's why. Uh, I'm just trying to think any other promotion. Um, ah, uh, I was like, would you consider Bubba a big dude? Uh, Bubba Dudley. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I know he reinvented himself. But yes. Ray, I mean, I was more of a fan of the ECW, you know, Dudley brothers, but I was not. He can get busy in the ring. Um, now nah, I would probably now nah, I'm sticking with Mark Henry, uh, but you know, Bubba, I'll I'll put him in the category with like Samoa Joe, like the big dudes, but they were also light on their feet. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. You know, like there were big dudes that were like big dudes, you know, that came away, but then like you said, like Bubba, even like Bam Bam, he was heavy, but he was also light, light on his feet though. You, you know, oh like yeah, way. he was doing them cartwheels and yeah. did the diving headbutt off the top. Would would Dusty be considered a big man, Dusty Rose? I, I think so. I feel like he's probably the same size as Bam Bam. But the thing is, he never fought like a big guy, though. You know what I mean? He he wrestled yeah. like the average Joe Joe. No, I feel you. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, and that time period is kind of funny as we're talk, talking about it because of all this. Like it's like yeah different guys with different bodies and they wrestle different ways yeah because he never he never uses weight as like a like as like you know an advantage to you know fight to wrestling yeah other than like in wwe when he'd like stick his butt out right but it wasn't like you know rakishi you know like he would use his weight speaking of rakishi they, uh, I, I was listening to the shoot interview of uh, Val Venus, and I forgot that Rakishi did like a, a cage splash on him. On Venus? Yeah. I didn't realize it was on Venus. Yeah, but it's crazy. I'm like, 
and, and, he, and he was at the, the interviewer was asking him like if he had any res- reservations with taking a, a cage splash from you know Rakishi. And I was saying myself, I definitely would have reservations, <laughs> right? I know he can you know brace his fall, but this you still getting like like I said, gravity and his body weight gotta still do something. You gotta, he did. Say, oh yeah, you're still gonna feel that. Yeah, he said the the wind got knocked out. I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised if it's only the wing. I'm, the wind, I'm surprised my ribs got like cracked and nothing like that. But to, you know, to each you know, Rakishi is a vet, so he knows how to you know leverage his body weight. I'm just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I feel you. I, I definitely feel you. Yeah, but uh, no, it, it's just an impression of the, the the big men uh, that have crossed that went across our television screens. It is right. Some of the some of the bad over the years. I can tell you some of the bad ones like Bastard Booger, (laughs) uh, uh, George the Animal Steel, uh, 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 who was some other big guys that like was like not my uh, cream of the cream of the crop. Cream of the crop, yeah. yeah, but when you take moves from big dudes, like, because I was looking at old clips of Yokozuna when he did, like, the leg drop on, like, dudes, like, faces, basically. Right. Like, do you get scared taking, like, those moves, like, from, like, big big, big guys? I do, yeah. Because okay. the thing is, you still feel it. Like, when, when big guys land on you, it, it, I mean, it's just laws of nature, you know? Physics. Uh, yeah, yep. So, uh, so yeah, you definitely you, you still feel that very much. So, um, I'm thinking of some elbows I've taken from some big guys, and when they drop the elbow on you, they're not actually actually dropping their elbow because I mean that would really hurt you. It's just um, the armpit. Yeah, it's like the armpit. So you're getting like a little bit of their arm and like a little bit of their like ribs, you know? Oh, I thought it was like mostly. And so, no, so no bicep. No, no bicep at all. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm some be- of the- you're getting some of their tricep and some of their ribs. Okay. But wouldn't it be better to take majority of the bicep? Because the bicep's like the more cushiony part of their arm. But the bicep's the top of the arm. I mean, all right, what's the well, what's the bottom? The tricep. The, the tricep. The tri- yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, you're getting a little bit of the tricep and a little bit of their rib. Oh, um, okay. Okay. And an easy way to, to think about it, you can try this, or for those of you listening, you can try it. Just just flex, like you know, the classic flex your muscle pose. Yep. Yep. If, if you do that right now, feel right underneath the arm at the tricep to the yep. armpit to like the rib. Yep. That's the area that's coming down on the body. Oh, okay. Elbow. All right. So and since you are getting some, some pit in there too, have, have you had any like stinky pits where you like, I hope this food gets off as quickly as possible? Not that I remember, thankfully. Oh, okay. Um, it's funny. I remember when I got into wrestling, hyg- hygiene was a very big thing. Um, and that's like that's why wrestlers would shave their armpits, like so you don't have like nasty armpit hair, and someone's got to be stuck in a headlock in there. Oh, oh. right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, but uh, but but yeah. So when it's a big guy hitting that on you, I mean, you're just gonna feel the weight. No, you can't help it. You know. Right. Um, right. Right. Well, same thing with leg drops. Yeah. Same thing with leg drops. You know, you want to turn your head to the side. So that way they're not coming down on your nose. Okay. Um, but but either way, it's like, oh, this guy's landing. And ideally with a leg drop, you're not going to feel it at all. 
if yep. they do it right, you should just feel like their body touch you, but not actually feel their weight. Yep. But uh, but you know, sometimes things can can kind of be off. Um, yep. And that's why you turn turn your head so that way, if they do land on you, it's not on your nose. It's not like directly on your face. Uh, okay. Yeah. And what if they do an off the top uh, attack? Uh, how do you uh, usually brace yourself? Like if they do like a uh, 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 like a uh, body splash, like a, you know, uh, snooker splash type of thing. Yeah. Uh, keep your arms to the side. Okay. And then uh, come up off the mat like two inches right before they hit you. Okay. And that way you both kind of land on the mat at the same same time. Okay. Now, have and, you ever told a big dude that you want to take one of his high-impact moves just because he's so big? Um, It's probably happened. But off the top of my head, like I can't think of a specific example. Okay. But I could see me politely being like, yeah, let's do, do something else. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you, you know, went up against Rikishi, would you take the cage splash? Against Rikishi at that time, probably. Okay. Okay. Like that whole family is so, so good. That's true. Yeah. You never see any really botches with their stuff. No. Oh, even with Coco, would you uh, take the bonsai drop? At that time, yeah. I mean, Look how many people he hit it on. You never hear of anything bad happening until I think, like, until he started really putting on a lot of weight and he got sloppy. And the enhancement talent. There was one clip you can hear, like the like the ring, like sound like a bullet shot went off the way that he dropped. It was just like, and you can see like the the guy, the poor guy's chest just came and looked like. Oh man, was that the hev- heavier Yokozuna? I believe so. Yeah, because I've, I've heard Cornette talk about that. Cornette was like. Yoko was always so spot on until he started getting really heavy. And yeah. that's when they, they sent him to a uh, fat camp to try yeah. to lose some weight because they're like, oh, you're hurting people now. <laughs> so how was he bracing it before? Just falling fall on his knees when he did the bonsai drop? I think he landed on his feet. Okay. And then like quickly like sat. Okay. I think that's how he did it previously. Okay. Okay. Um, it's funny. I just watched a clip of Ryan Malonis um, doing his bonsai drop on someone. Yep. And I was like, "Ooh, that, that's not even like that's in the middle of the ring." Mm-hmm. So they're like, he's not even holding the ropes to help him. Um, oh, those arms, yeah. his legs, his knees. Yeah, yeah. And I watched how he did it. Like I had to watch it a couple times, and then I saw the secret. But I'm like, "Ooh, that's risky." I'm like, "If you're <laughs> off, like a little bit." Oof, you're getting squashed. For him or the, the opponent? For the opponent. Oh, okay. okay. For him, he's fine. Like, I, I watch the way he does I mean, he'll be fine no matter what with the, the way he does it. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's risky for your opponent. I'm like... Would you take it? Um, Probably, because I'm like, you know what, at this point, like, Brian Malonis is a big enough name. If he was hurting people, you would have heard about it. Okay. But uh, but yeah, just watching it, I was like, oh, that that's very little margin for error. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Well, uh, we've uh, looked like we've hit a new record on a uh, time, uh, two and some yeah, change over two hours. Yeah. So, uh, do we have uh, water jug for the twenty second of October? Yes, we do. Today's water jug. Teamwork makes the dream work. Simple and easy. 
And uh, it's a little message that it's funny. I think people often think about it, you know, regards to like, oh, yeah, like when other people work with me and like we get things done. But uh, I, I think it's important to remember it the other way round two you can become someone else's team and help them as well and that's how i'm looking at that and reminding myself that yeah like it's good to help other people with their things when you can okay all right i like it i like it well if you want to take us out like we always do about this time (laughs) yeah y'all could be anywhere excuse me i got the hiccups today but y'all could be anywhere in the world right now but y'all are here listening to us and for that we appreciate you we hope that you're having a great day week month even your year will be for you except we'll be here for you except for when we're not thank y'all for listening to another rousing episode of before the three count 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 one two three